Later, we'll be talking about such things as, as Bible study, worship, service to others, the, the sacraments, and even fasting. I want everybody here on that, uh, on that Sunday when we talk about fasting. You certainly don't need to stay away. All of these things have the potential to draw us closer to God. And if regularly practiced, we will, we will find ourselves facing whatever comes our way from a stance of greater strength. Not our own strength, but God's strength working through us. A regular practice of these holy habits will ultimately bring us into a closer relationship with God, which after all is the, the very place that he would would have us. So then let's hear what Jesus has to say about prayer. And today we read from Matthew 6, verses 5 through 15. Again, Matthew 6, verses 5 through 15. Let's hear this from God's word. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And so this is the word of God. And may it be a deep and abiding blessing to each of us, not only as we hear this word read, but as we make effort now to take our lives and apply them to it. Our bumper video for this series not only has Bill Murray uh, doing his thing on Groundhog's Day, but it also has a road that stretches off into the horizon. The thought here is that life is all about the journey, and what we do along the way makes all the difference along that journey. From experience, we know that the road that we travel is not always smooth. The road is not always straight. There are always ups and downs, rough patches, and even the occasional dead end. It's just the way life is. The interesting thing about the road we travel is that, that we do not always know what's around the corner. None of us would have predicted this time last year that 2020 would have been like it was. Even though we don't always know what's around the corner, we can be well assured of this, that God will be 
with us. God is our constant companion along life's way. He is with us during the ups and downs, the rough patches, and even the occasional dead end. God accompanies us around every uncertain bend that life has to offer. And every one of us can be assured of it. Whether the bend goes left or whether the bend goes right, we can be assured of this one thing, that God will be there to meet us. In fact, he is there all along helping us to make our way around that bend. One of the ways to, to grow into that sort of assurance, the assurance that God is always with us, is through prayer. Prayer keeps us in contact with God. Prayer keeps us in contact with God like nothing else can. Prayer opens the door to God's presence and helps us to hear from him. Didn't we experience that just a few moments ago as Stephen led us through that uh, model for praying? A-C-T-S, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. And we really did spend time praying. Didn't we get a sense that God was with us? That God was listening? That God was bending our way? That God was working to inform our lives in regard to those things of adoration, confession, thanksgiving? and supplication. You see, prayer opens the door to God's presence, and it helps us to hear from him. If, communi if communication is the key to any relationship, then the communication that takes place when we pray is key to our relationship with God. Prayer is the very lifeblood of our relationship with God. It is that which allows us to stay in contact in contact with him. It allows us to be in communication with him. Just as with any close relationship, we simply need to be ourselves and share what's on our hearts when we pray. I can think of no better time, no, no better time than, than the time in which we live for us to, to be ourselves before God, to share what is on our hearts to spend time before God in prayer. And as we do that, we'll know and understand God's presence and strength to help make us through. God hears the cries of those who approach him and seeks to minister to their every need. You and I are included in that. He hears our cries for help. He seeks to minister to our every need. God hears us. And he consistently meets us at the point of our need. Jesus is clear when it comes to prayer. According to Jesus, prayer is not a matter of show, but it's a matter of sustenance. It's the very thing that feeds our souls, or at least makes it possible for our souls to be fed. Hear what Jesus says. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. You see, Jesus had little patience for those who made a spectacle of their prayers. In, in his eyes, they were doing nothing more than just play acting. And because of that, they got very little in return. You know, at the very root of the word hypocrite 
is the, the, the notion of being an actor, of really not being yourself, but just, just play acting. And Jesus spoke out against such things. Prayer's not a matter of show. It's a matter of sustenance. Those people who, who sought the adulation of others, they, well, they succeeded in getting it, but they received very little beyond it. Their, uh, their prayers were thin and hollow. You see, the real reward in prayer is found when you and I faithfully seek the Lord in our time of need and look to him to sustain us. The real reward of prayer is found when we faithfully seek the Lord in our hour of need, whatever that hour of need may be, and look to him to sustain us, to strengthen us all through. Again, hear what Jesus had to say. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep babbling on like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you even ask. God stands to meet our need. God stands to sustain us, regardless of what we face. Empty words get us nowhere when it comes to prayer. Faithful words, though, open us to the very presence of God, the one who knows exactly what we need. So God stands to sustain us at every turn, and we're open to that sustaining power when we faithfully pray. Jesus doesn't leave us hanging when it comes to, to prayer. He he does not leave it to ourselves, but he offers a, a pattern for all praying. He, he offers us that, that great prayer. We, we call it the Lord's Prayer. It's a, it's a prayer for all time, for all circumstances, for all people. It helps me, the Lord's Prayer does, to be focused where I otherwise might not be. It helps put me at the very place of praying about the things that I need to be praying about. For me, I pray the Lord's Prayer early in the morning. I pray it uh, late at night. I even uh, pray it uh, when I wake up in the middle of the night. It helps give me good focus instead of thinking about whatever may have aroused me uh, to, to, to be awakened. It, it puts my focus immediately on, on God, which is a, a very helpful and healthy thing to do. I I find myself praying the Lord's Prayer over and over again. And, and every time I do that, I find one part speaking more clearly than maybe some of the other parts. I figure that that's God speaking and not so much uh, what's going on with me. He's trying to lean into my lives. So one time I might be thinking about God's will, and, and, and as I pray that uh, prayer, that just just comes forward, or, or maybe as I, I pray the Lord's Prayer, give me this day uh, my daily bread, and I, I begin to, to think of God's uh, deep desire to, to meet my needs. You get, the, you get the point. Praying that prayer, one part just leaping, uh, just becoming more to the fore, and I sense God uh, really trying to lean into my life. 
So when we pray, Jesus would, would have, us to, have us to offer our praise to God. And you know that portion of the Lord's Prayer where it says, Hallowed be thy name. It's a sort of adoration that we talked about just a, a few moments ago. Jesus would have us to offer our praise to God. It's always good to consider the, the greatness of God and offer him the praise that is due. We would do well to pause and to, to offer that same praise to our God for who he is and for what he's doing in our lives. When we pray, Jesus would have us seek God's will instead of our own. And again, from the Lord's Prayer, we hear, your will be done. The higher way is to seek God's way and, and what God wants instead of our way and what we want. When our selfish desires are put aside, God not only is able to do marvelous things in us, but God is able to do marvelous things through us. That's when we get out of the way, when we seek what it is that God actually wants for our lives. When we pray, Jesus would, would have us to seek God's will instead of our own. When we pray, Jesus would also have us to trust God daily for our need. And again, we've already mentioned it, but, but this portion of the Lord's Prayer, give us today our daily bread. We can trust God, you know. We can trust Him. And yet we, uh, we say that and we affirm that, but yet do we really live that out? And do we live that out even in our prayer lives to where we, we, we pray, but yet we don't really claim the sort of trust that is, is necessary as we pray? God, God not only knows what we, we need, but is able to meet that need. We can trust him to do that. You and I would live so much more triumphantly if we prayed as if that were true, that God stands to provide our daily needs. So when we pray, Jesus would have us seek uh, God's forgiveness and in turn find ourselves better prepared to offer forgiveness to those who are around us. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. God's forgiveness through Jesus Christ is front and center when it comes to the faith. We are all in need of being forgiven and the freedom that that forgiveness brings. No wonder Jesus wants us to pray about such things. He knows that, uh, that, that forgiveness brings us at once uh, back to God. It, it reconciles us, if you will. We, we find ourselves at one with God. There's, there's not anything in between. We are now in, in, in sure and in perfect relationship with Him when we know and experience the forgiveness that is ours through Jesus Christ, the one who died on the cross. Forgive us our, our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And so when we pray, Jesus would have us to pray for God's strength and guidance. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God stands to strengthen us, particularly in the face of those things that conspire to draw us away from him. And there are all sorts of things that do that. 
And there are those things in particular that, that really do uh, represent temptations for us, those things that draw us one way rather than God's way. That's why praying for God's strength is so important. Praying for God's strength. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God, keep us strong in the mix of those things that seek to draw us away from you. So here in the new year, let's, uh, let's develop the holy habit of prayer. Now, each of us, to some degree, are, are already praying. But let's develop the holy habit of prayer here in the new year. Let's, let's borrow from Nike. Let's just do it. And let's do it often. And in praying often, let's pattern our prayers after the great prayer that the Lord taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let's pray that prayer. Let's just do it. Let's do it often. And may it be that that very model for praying then, then leads us to a, a deeper place of, of, of praying as we seek to know God more clearly. Aristotle once said this, we are what we repeatedly do. We are what we repeatedly do. He's right about that. The habits that we form go, go a long way toward fashioning our lives. Prayer is one of those things that we would do well to do repeatedly. From repetition comes uh, come habits, and from habits comes a way of life. Hear that. From, from repetition comes, uh, comes habits. And from habits comes a, a way of life. So as we repeat things over and over again, and pointedly for our conversation today, as we repeatedly pray, that becomes more a matter of habit for our lives. And as, as habits begin to take hold and gain traction, then they not, not only become habits, just simply a way of life. The habits that you develop can either make or break you. That's particularly true when it comes to prayer. Prayer is so critical, so fundamental to our uh, experience with God that a, a, a habit that, that goes wanting in regard to prayer really can have a tough effect upon our lives. The converse of that is that if we are developing good habits in regard to our prayer life, then our lives begin to, to take on a new lilt. They, they, they become strengthened. We are able to face whatever comes our way. We know for certain with that sort of assurance that God is with us. We are sustained. It's not so much being verbose, beautiful in what we say, just being transparent before God. And in that transparency, we know that he is with us and that he is already at work to bring about his perfect will for our lives. The Apostle Paul calls on us 
in 1 Thessalonians 5.17 to pray without ceasing. I've always read that as a call to make prayer a way of life. Not just a habit, but a way of life. So in this season of grand resolutions, that's the way it is every New Year's, we make resolutions. We're going to say, okay, this year is going to be different. I'm going to keep this resolution. In this season of grand resolutions, you and I would do well to resolve to pray more often, to pray repeatedly. We would do well to pray with the intent to connect with God and to do that more faithfully. And by connecting with God more faithfully, surely we will find ourselves better prepared to meet whatever 2021 has to offer. So let's pray. And let's use that, uh, that model prayer uh, as, as our model. Let's let it uh, become the very thing that is, is our habit. And as it becomes our habit, it becomes a way of life. And we are communicating with God in wonderful, beautiful ways. Let's pray together. God, thank you. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for the blessing of prayer. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for sustaining us. Thank you, Lord, for uh, being with us in the ways that, uh, that you are. In particular, we thank you for being with us in our prayers. Amen.